0: We would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, and language that may offend some listeners. welcome to Studio 222 at the ABC in Ultimo for another edition of Thank God It's Friday. I'm Richard Glover and please welcome this week's gang. It's Tommy Dean, Alice Fraser and Lizzie Who. Good well, afternoon. Glover.
1: Hello.
0: Hello. Lizzie and Tommy are with me in Sydney. Alice Fraser is in Perth. How's Perth, Alice?
2: It's rainy, which is not what one expects from Perth. I'm pretty outraged. I should put a complaint in with the weather gods.
0: Well, I think so. It's the, it's the city. Is, don't they say it's the city furthest away from any other city in the world?
2: Yes, it is. It, it does have that vibe. Um, I'm doing my solo show here and, uh, yeah, it's sort of, they've just got COVID here, mm. <laughs> which is
0: quite yeah. exciting. They're, That's right. They're
2: quite thrilled about it, I think.
0: You, you've gone to a lot of effort to go to the latest COVID hotspot. Uh, mm-hmm. Let us check that you're up with this week's news. Who wants life to be a cabaret? Who wants life to, Lizzie, it sounds like you know.
3: Um, yes, is it, uh, Is it Albo? Well, I think well, I
0: think it's Albo because the according to the Australian Financial Review, his policy of paying people a dollar more an hour. Yeah. Will put Australia on the road to the Weimar Republic.
3: Oh, it's so relatable. <laughs> it's, such a, it's such a relatable <laughs> reference for the masses. The AFR coming out with that, and I just think well, oh, the Weimar like, was that's yeah. a,
0: people know the Weimar Republic. That was a cabaret and b wheelbarrows full of money yes. to get into the cabaret.
3: Yes, like we, we we're all used to that, aren't we? <laughs> wheelbarrows full of money. Um, yeah, they want to raise the the what the minimum wage, not minimum wage. They yeah, minimum, minimum, wage. Um, yeah, minimum, minimum wage. wage. Yeah, um, but yeah, and then uh, ScoMo's come out and called Albo a loose unit, which mm. is much more, I think, relatable term. Uh, that's...
0: <laughs> <laughs> although the the uh, Macquarie Dictionary says there is two meanings of it. One means oh, really? a one means a, a kind of uh, a troubling person, but the other means a drunk.
3: Oh well, well that's I Albo. I thought
0: drunk would be number one.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I, I actually, embarrassingly, I first saw uh, this. L- Albo being called a loose unit on TikTok. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Um, but the, the Labor Party has made a TikTok and really, like, leaned into this Albo being a loose unit uh, to appeal to the young okay. people. because they think
0: they might like a loose unit. Yeah, oh, so okay. yeah. It,
3: but the the TikTok is quite funny because it's just Albo in different scenes Kind of being a loose unit, (laughs) it'll be like elbow behind a DJ deck. And I'm like, when Ah, did that happen? When
0: (laughs) so the new the labor party's going to ditch its old slogan and just have loose unit,
3: loose elbow, loose unit. It should be, it was
1: fun. In fact, I was
0: there uh, a couple of years ago. A friend of mine
1: plays in a dad band, and they do one gig a year, and it's to raise money for a women's refuge uh, over in the Leichhardt area. Mm -hmm. And one year. Uh, Albo came and disc the break. Because he's the local member, he's right? He's the local yeah. member. So oh he came over and, and helped raise money for the refuge. And it was quite a community spirit. Mm-hmm. And it was great fun. And he rocked the house. Yeah. Wow. He like- dropped the beat. What we need <laughs> is a prime minister that knows
0: <laughs> when to drop the beat. He's a loose unit. Alice, what do you reckon?
2: Well, I'm not sure they saw $1 raise on the minimum wage per hour. What What's ScoMo worried about? He's worried that people are going to invest in nipple pasties to <laughs> become the Weimar Republic if this is going to be a cabaret thing. I, I just don't understand why he sees this as like... I mean, for, for me, like, the Weimar Republic was like moral degeneration that led to the rise of the Nazi party. And I just... I mean, is it a threat? Is ScoMo making a threat? That if people get a dollar more an hour, there'll be like a cultural a rise in like cultural appreciation, and then he'll he'll start like calling on the fatherland. Like no, they no, they're going to they're
0: going to have to use the dollar to buy fishnet stockings to fit into the Weimar Republic, mm. and the mm. fishnet stockings cost more than a dollar, so you'll have economic collapse.
1: My <laughs> history of uh, World War Two is limited. No. And what led up to it. But is this what it was? Was the, was the rise of Germany predicated on a satisfaction with labor wages? And they were all so
0: happy with the, the wages that they had. No, they had a lot of inflation. And that's what led to Hitler, basically. That's what the argument is. Oh,
3: right. wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Right. Because
0: well, you had to take your wheelbarrow full of dollars, marks to the to the shop to get into the cabaret where they sang the song.
1: Right. Bill Cumming. Bill is come the Fiftieth anniversary of Cabaret, the the, the, the yeah, life yeah, of yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I think the timing is right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I think I think he knew this, and that's why he's making the reference. I think was, I, I
0: think I have a panel
1: that doesn't know a lot about economics. <laughs> <No idea. laughs> no. And I also uh, think I, I, I heard a guy though. I heard a guy that knows some stuff about <laughs> economics, and and he he was pretty clear that you uh, it's different. Yeah. Just because inflation goes up by 5%, if you raise everybody's money by 5%, it doesn't equal.
0: Well, you got a spiral then. That's not quite how, you get a yeah, spiral. That's not quite how it works. And then once you've got a spiral, you've got to lose units. All right. Who needs a crypt for their dying assets?
1: Well, a here we crypt. are again. Speaking of death spirals. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because if there's one
1: thing I do understand, and it's interesting that you hit us with double economy questions. Uh, yeah, yeah, Clearly, this is the what life uh, and money is all about. Is, uh, is cryptocurrency cryptocurrency is uh, tripped over itself, and uh, it's had a it's had a huge fall. This huge week. fall. Mm. In fact, I was, this is right on the ABC news site today. It may not be. It may be something even more nefarious, uh, because apparently cryptocurrency is balanced against uh, something called stable coins, mm. uh, which is offset against something called the Luna coin, mm. and those sort of create the baseline one dollar that organizes. The finance of all of these cryptos, and somebody way up figured out a way to make a giant trade and send them both into a death spiral. Oh. And so, when the idea was that when one when Bitcoin say got bought, then or when stablecoin mm. got bought, Luna would disappear, mm. and there's the balance. And then when stablecoin disappeared, Luna would appear, mm. and there's the balance. Mm. And they figured out the, a way to wedge in between the algorithm. And before either of them could catch up with one another, they spiraled down, and now nobody has anything. Mm. Because I feel, you had so much of nothing before, and now you have even more nothing of nothing. I feel mm. Tommy's read one article
0: briefly. <laughs> Is this I, not how I'm modern e-
1: economic theory works? I, that, that's, that's Is this familiar. not how vaccination
0: conspiracies are born? <laughs> Alice, it, Alice.
2: I just got asked to give a talk on uh, cryptocurrency and NFTs for Copenhagen University at a conference that has since been cancelled I assume because I said yes. Um, <laughs> but uh what's happened is that the the entire market capitalization of Bitcoin has dropped by 52% uh which is the bad news. The good news is it's still worth 48% more than its actual value <laughs> which, is which is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. It's, it's yeah. What what the whole system is built on confidence in a way that like if we examine it too closely, kind of our money is as well. But we've had our money for a while, so people are generally quite confident in it. But they're starting out of the gate with this cryptocurrency. People have started making this cryptocurrency, online currency that exists if you believe in it, um, like Tinkerbell, <laughs> unicorn. It's not more <laughs> or less real than actual money. It's like these people saw money and they thought well, you know, there's all these very wealthy people in the world and I'm not one of them. So what if money but mine? Mm. That's, That's basically what cryptocurrency is. And then they've created all of these different assets, various games, various systems as kind of experiments to see if they work. And most of them so far are sort of... The problem is there's so many carpetbaggers and conmen in the whole system that it's difficult to get confidence in it. So much cryptocurrency has been bought by people who would have bought erectile dysfunction pills off a (laughs) podcast. (laughs) And then when it works, they think they're smart and it's really depressing.
1: In fact, Alice, I'm actually surprised that no one ever made... An erectile crypto.
0: (laughs) I'm the proud owner of one million (laughs) bonaires. How different, though. Isn't it just a Ponzi scheme? I mean, that's what some people say. It's just a traditional Ponzi scheme where the people who get in early get paid back lots of money, and the people who get in late lose all the money.
2: I mean that depends on which one you're talking about. So there are various different different kinds, um, but NFTs in general, the way that they're being used now, tends to be the Ponzi scheme. Yes.
0: Mm. Yeah, Lucy, what do you reckon about? It? Because this is this yeah. is real people who've lost who look depending on when they bought, of course. Yeah. Might have lost a lot of money.
3: Oh well, you know what? When my brother said he bought some crypto, and this is the same guy that tried to start a trout farm in his backyard uh, <laughs> during one of the lockdowns, uh, I thought crypto is not for me. (laughs) (laughs) So I knew, I kind of knew, I had a hunch that it was on the way out when my brother started to buy us. Gee,
0: you've got a very good source of economic information. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. How how advanced did the trap farm get?
3: Oh, look, um, it it didn't get very far. I think it was just, you know, everyone else was making sourdough. He wanted to do something different. Uh, Uh, So he uh, emptied his pool, put some... He had a swimming pool? Yeah, Uh. just in the backyard swimming pool. (laughs) Put some water in there, got some river reeds from the local creek, sort of plopped them in, you know, and then chucked these trout in there hoping that they would yeah. procreate. I don't like <laughs> the
0: mocking tone, Lizzie. This, this guy's a genius.
3: This I could work. That's the thing. He could be ahead of the zeitgeist. Maybe in 20 years' time yeah. we'll be all getting a government rebate for having a little trout farm in our backyard. I'm, I'm going
0: to start investing in crypto now. I know he's onto it. Uh, <laughs> now, who feels we are a bit congested? <coughs> Who feels we're a bit congested? Alice. Uh,
2: This is CBD congestion charge that is being suggested by some lobby groups and some people in the public service. Uh, And I assume most people who want to drive anywhere during peak hour um, would just look at the people around them and think, you should pay for this. Someone (laughs) should pay for this. But not me, Uh, right? Yeah, the Premier said no uh, because I assume it would make him angry in some way. I think it's not actually that bad an idea, don't you?
1: No, well, it's a terrible idea. It's a terrible <laughs> idea because it will still be just as crowded, and it only to be crowded with millionaires that are
0: pissed off at each other, <laughs> and they wouldn't have to punch <laughs> a bunch of pissed off, moneyed up jerks on the road. <laughs> no good. Yeah, they have it in London, don't, don't they, Alice?
2: They do have it in London, and I, uh, in London I don't have a car, and also in Sydney at the moment I don't have a car. So I, I, I should put my cards on the table here. For me, the fewer cars, the better, really.
0: Yeah. So tax them. Do you go along with that, taxum. Lizzie?
2: Oh yeah, tax them.
3: Taxes. I'm all for taxes.
0: No. <laughs> <Taxum>. <laughs> no. I go
1: back to like the weird, like I don't know if they did it. We had like the petrol rationing in America in the '70s, and they based it off the your license plate number. So if your license plate ended oh, yeah, in an even a, number, yeah, yeah. you could drive on Mondays and Wednesdays, and if it ended in an odd number, you could drive on Tuesdays and Thursdays. But what do you do with mm. the personalized number plates? You know, the the, the drug dealer. Well, yeah, it ends in a letter. They <laughs> never get to no, drive. No, <laughs> <can>. <laughs> but yeah, they had, they had you know there was some system in place. But basically, the idea was to ration the road. So instead of charging you money for it, because whenever you put a fine on something, you literally tip it into the hands of the money people. (laughs) You know, the lower socioeconomic, which is uh, what the entire argument of this election seems to be saying. There are heaps of people with not enough money and then another group, we should figure out more ways to get people to give us money. You know, you guys should drive to work. We want you to work more, and we're not going to raise your wage, and oh yeah, you know the wage we're not rising? We want to give us a few bucks because you're all driving to work at the same time. Yeah. Why are you doing that? Why are you all coming into work at the same time? Because we told you to? Yeah, that's
0: why. So the whole, the basically the election is about people turning people upside down and giving them a good shake to see if there are any <laughs> coins right. left in their pocket. Yeah,
3: that's, that's, right. it.
1: that's
0: basically that, it. We're going
1: to jump ahead but that's my campaign slogan. Do not Pasco. Do not collect $200. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alice? I mean, who keeps coins in their pockets anymore anyway? What you want is one of those little square tappy things and you just want to rub it up yeah. and down somebody. That's how bullies steal lunch just money
0: now. Just a pay wave. Just...
2: <laughs> just need a pay wave in your pocket.
0: <laughs> it must, I've never thought of that. It must be very hard for the schoolyard bully these days, the disappearance of cash. Oh. How, how do they cope? Oh.
2: Well, they would get credit the, cards. No, they, they have, one, have those, um, ca- one of those card yeah. readers and they just yeah. swipe it down the side yeah. of the...
1: Mm.
2: Person, they're giving a wedgie. <laughs> <laughs> is it
1: possible? No, I shouldn't even give the idea away. But is it possible to pickpocket in the modern sense? If you have a, if you can buy your own, yeah, yeah. you know, money Scanner, reader yeah. to, you know, for good purposes. Like say, you work at the local market, yeah, yeah. but then you just on a train and you just lean up against people's wallets with your,
0: yeah, yeah. no, oh, uh, you no, I, I'm sure it is possible because people sell um, wallets which have got uh, uh, sort of steel or, or mesh mm, that prevents that RFID happening. RFID right.
2: wallets. RFID. R F I what, what is, is it? it? Yeah. What does
0: yes. that stand for? I don't know what it stands for,
2: but not, not Steely Wallets. RFID. Not Steely <laughs>
0: Wallets. You get yourself a not Steely <laughs> Wallet. Uh, thank God It's Friday is on your radio. We have Tommy Dean, Alice Fraser and Lizzie Who. Lizzie's new show, by the way, Who Cares, is on at the Factory Theatre tonight until Sunday as part of the Sydney Comedy Festival. If you want to see Alice's new show, you'll have to quickly get on a plane and go to Perth at the moment. Alice.
2: <laughs> Yes, no. I was just saying I'm in I'm in Perth doing Kronos tonight. So if you have any Perth friends, send them along because I have a baby and now I'm deciding whether I am going to keep doing live work. So if you don't come to my show, mm. and
0: it's the baby, the, ba- the baby, she won't be able to f- afford milk for the baby. She'll have to get Lizzie Who's brother's trout just to feed mm. the baby. Yeah, so that's yeah. right. Now a post on TikTok has been viewed an incredible three million times after offering. The perfect excuse for not making your bed in the morning, according to the video, an unmade bed allows air and sunlight to kill off all the dust mites, which would otherwise be breeding up like crazy in the shadowy comfort of your beautifully made bed. Don't make your bed. It's dangerous, in other words. So what are some of the household tasks you'd like to skip? And what's your convincing scientific rationale for doing so? Tommy Dean.
1: Oh, you can't vacuum. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it's environmentally unsound. Ah, is I that mean, right? Forget the electricity that you're generating just to vacuum. But, I mean, think about all the, the compost you're letting go. Like, like I haven't vacuumed my house in five years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I also don't have to shop for vegetables anymore. Because <laughs> I describe it. Like... Potatoes. <laughs> Uh, root vegetables, carrots,
2: put a couple of turnips in there.
1: <laughs> I, in fact, I have a watermelon that is so big, it is my ottoman. Yeah. <laughs> is that right? You just so good. can sit on it. Just, wait, mostly for feet. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put my whole weight well, it. <laughs> <But> It's watermelon. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Because uh, actually, if you sliced into the watermelon, the watermelon you very could good. create I a, heard You it could create me while a, I create it if yeah. I heard it. Yeah. It had to come away from Perth. That was very good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so, uh, I don't want a vacuum uh, Convenient okay. for shopping too So you just sit in the kitchen And you get the recipe And then you just go into the landfill
1: Well the problem with compost Is they've made it so fiddly you got to get that little bin And keep it by your uh, sink uh, And then you got to collect it all up And then eventually at some point you got to take it out the back Nah I just like cut Chop, chop, chop Like top and tail the beans Fling the board right into the living room <laughs> Bling, just
2: just like on that. the floor, and then uh,
1: we have a—you gotta have a couple of chickens inside the house. Well, how else they gonna work it into the carpet? <laughs> they just sit on top. You need the, the chickens really, you know, work it yeah. for you. Yeah. and it's just—it's a, a perfect ecosystem, is what I'm saying. You know, it's—it's it's like we talk about paddock to plate, and I'm my—I've reduced that to six meters.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is this is locally grown, grown, locally stuff. grown, isn't locally it? Grown, yeah, locally grown, yeah.
1: locally sourced. Paddock to plate, six meters, bam, bam. And then, of course, it's self-fulfilling. You know, I grow more beans, and then I top and tail the beans, then I throw those tails back into the bean farm. Boom, more beans. Could the kids just graze if you didn't have time to cook? Well, one of them is (laughs) is missing.
0: Yeah. Did I go away? Well, I was just trying to pull down the level of uh, Perth a little bit. Oh, right. no. Because it was starting to echo into the line,
1: <laughs> I felt like all of the sound left. You can
0: pull up Alice a little bit if you like, No, Hannah, I But like, uh, it was just a little bit changed. loud. Yeah. Uh, when well, we put in the cornfield,
1: we lost one of the kids. Uh, <laughs> I blame that on Stephen King. I don't know what. <laughs> I didn't read the whole book, but something
0: happens with cornfields and children, and so we lost one of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we had three. Yeah. so uh, uh, It'll come back. To them, uh, Lizzie, what do you reckon? Are they, you know, this, this has been so popular because obviously people don't want to make their bed. It gives yeah. them an excuse. So yes. what do you want to avoid?
3: Well, I think Tommy just solved some of it for me. But I have this problem where I don't know how I have any hair on my head left because my hair just comes out mm-hmm. and it's all over, and anyone I've ever lived with has always complained about my hair. So I'm very conscious of it now. So anytime I brush my hair or do anything, I'm on the floor, like trying to get my hair together. I wish there was someone in my house. You know how in the basketball, someone would come out and mm-hmm. mm. polish the floor, like during point, like during yeah, yeah. in between points. I want that.
0: I think you should, I think you should sort of create hair. a scientific document mm. that suggests that it's good trout food <laughs> and just leave it hanging <laughs> around. <laughs> And see if your brother sees it.
3: Yeah. And I'm the opposite. I'm
1: saying don't clean it up. Leave it there. Leave it there. And it, it was it. just enough time because things love to entangle. We've discussed this many times yeah. on the show. Things love to entangle. You will have an amazing carpet. Yeah. <laughs> this is string theory, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was... All the hairs will string theory themselves <laughs> together and they'll be like, what? At first people be like, what's this little mat you have? It's so cute. Oh,
3: that's... And the next
1: thing you're like, whoa, shag carpet. It's so
0: amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's
3: my artisanal rug.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you make a rug out of hair, does it have, create its own dandruff? Oh, I don't. I think now dandruff is a scalp. If you keep the skin
1: out of it, you'll be fine. Yeah, I think there's still a knit problem. <laughs> but then we put them to work. We make them like the farmers. Yeah. The, the, we make them like the little, they could be like the, the stock, workers. The workers. We yeah, we place whole the workers. They could be the nanobots.
0: Well. <laughs> <laughs> Alice Fraser, are the things that you don't want to do and you can provide this sort of convincing rationale?
2: Well, yes. First of all, cleaning windows. I am too impatient to consider proper health and safety, so inevitably I find myself exasperatedly hanging dangerously far out of a second story window to get an outside corner of a window that I can't reach. And I'm wobbling and thinking, is this what I die for? <laughs> At least she died doing something she truly hated, so it was a blessing. Uh, and the other thing is gardening, because I feel like gardening is a slippery slope to an existential crisis. Because <laughs> you think, well, first of all, I'm interfering with nature. Surely nature knows best. And secondly, you know, you you confront the existential question of what is a weed. Like, what is a, What is a weed compared? Like, it's just a plant that we have decided is in the wrong place. But why? Why have we decided it's in the wrong place? Market forces, Darwinian evolution. Surely the weed can find a niche. We should embrace the weed. And some weeds are quite beautiful. And then, yeah, so...
0: But you say, nature, you say nature knows best, but nature tends to chaos, doesn't it?
2: Yes, but maybe chaos is best. This is the problem ah. with gardening for me, mm. is that I end up with these, like, category errors and I get, I get c- cripplingly confused. I end up just sort of staring at a leaf. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I fear you're going to end up in the same place as Tommy in the end. Mm. There's a problem in the, in the home garden.
1: Interior
2: design right now is inside outside spaces, but uh, Tommy's done it the other way around. <laughs> outside,
1: inside. one of the arguments my wife always had was, you know, she was, uh, what, what are edible flowers? And I'm like, whatever you eat, yeah, you make them by edible. definition. Yeah. yeah, if you eat it, it is edible. Yeah, you define the edible flower. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, there, some of them are poisonous. Well, then that's just that's how we learn. That's yeah. nature. It's still, knows
3: edible. Yeah, <laughs> still edible. Yeah, still
1: edible. Yeah, you can totally eat cyanide. Yeah
0: comes in pill form, I hear, with the spies. Yes. <laughs> well, nature knows best, and nature is red in tooth and claw. Uh, now, are you ready for the Wheel of Death? Here are today's topics, as suggested by our lovely listeners. They are reversing cheese dishwasher, windswept net... Uh, sorry, wet washing, coat hangers, Beethoven, oops daisy buckets, Titanic, tofu, headstones, childhood injuries, the number 13. Of course, it's Friday, it's the, Friday 13 today, the 13th today. Uh, and we're back to reversing which ones fill you full of fear. Tommy Dean. Well,
1: what, I'm fear, I'm, I fear that I'm angry about people using the term wet wash. It just feels... Wet washing. It, it's kind of implied, isn't it?
0: Well, wet washing is the idea that if you don't have a dryer at the moment, that you, you're sunk, basically. In oh, Sydney,
1: oh, the washing is Absolutely.
0: wet. The washy. So everyone's houses no, in Sydney like, is Sydney like, is sinking okay. under the well. The whole state is sinking under the weight of wet. Okay, I take wet back my anger. Right. I
1: thought it was like an opposite. Like you know, yeah. You know, well, if, we, if there's dry cleaning, then
0: there must be oh, no, wet no, no, no. cleaning no. as well. <laughs> no, it's like, just it's just we, a cry we're of
1: reclaiming the term. It used to just be washing meant wet, but now we have dry oh. cleaning, so we have to. be No, sure. I think it's just a
0: cry of rage at the heavens. Yeah, just the nature of the topic. I still fear at the moment. Here we go, round and round and round it goes. Where it's stops, no one knows. The topic is oops-a-daisy. What? Oops-a-daisy. What? Oops-a-daisy. Tommy Dean. <sighs> he's looking He's looking nervous. I didn't hear that one.
1: Oops-a-daisy. A lot of people think that I can't prepare, I don't prepare for this wheel, but the truth of the matter is my mind is so fast that as you say <laughs> each topic, I write an essay. Yeah.
0: But I missed you. I you, didn't hear you, you say Yeah, anything. otherwise you'd have said that one fills you full of it fear. It fills
1: right? me full of fear because what
0: is it? Oopsie daisy, oopsie daisy. You know what a oopsie daisy? is. Well, it's, it's a weed. It's clearly a weed. No, no, no. You know what a oopsie daisy? Oh, well, it's a mistake. It's a, yeah. a oopsie daisy. It's a, it's a whoopsie-doo. Oh, I tripped on a banana yeah. skin. Yeah, oopsie daisy. Yeah.
1: But it sound It sounds like. Is it the right? We've had this argument too. That onomatopoeia, is it or Is it onomaropoeia? Monopoeia, onomatopoeia. But it sounds like the mistake. It's. Uh, but it sounds like yeah. it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, I think that's right.
0: You know, it was just a small error. But it was. It reminds me. You know, like, you know was, when you lost that child in the living room? Yeah, That's oops, oops Daisy.
1: Oops. Oops. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Like, has anybody ever been able to get out of, like, a minor traffic incident? Oops, Daisy. <laughs> sorry, officer. Oh, I just, I just, the blinker doesn't work because huh. uh, I didn't put it on. That's how it works. My bad. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie daisy is the old fashioned <laughs> yes. my bad. That's yes. <laughs> what it is. No, that's it. You nailed it. Yeah. You nailed it and That's. Be- oh. Oopsie daisy. <laughs> oh. Sorry about that. Oh, my fault. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> because he uh, because Greg Norman. Uh, oh, reason, yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know, was being interviewed about you trying to get... Uh, to, try Yeah. Long story short, uh, they say, you know, don't you feel bad getting in with the Saudi Arabians to make golf tournaments because, you know, they murdered a journalist. And he's like, seriously? His answer was, look, everybody makes mistakes. <laughs> Oopsie-daisy. Oopsie-daisy. <laughs> I mean, who hasn't
0: dismembered a journalist?
1: Oopsie-daisy. Oh, I, mean, I mean, you learn. That's how we learn. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they all went back afterwards. But you know what?
0: Oopsie-daisy. Hmm.
1: I didn't mean to do that. No. We probably shouldn't do that again. Mm-hmm. What, about, what about the fact that they executed 61 people a couple of months ago? Oopsie daisy <laughs> <laughs> That was just a terrible crowd control incident. He's bad. Yeah, he's bad. But they'll learn from it. They'll, they'll grow. They'll learn and grow. They'll learn and grow and get better. That's what oops daisy they're for. But there's so much money in this golf uh, contest. So out, much huh? money. That it, 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 what's 61 mm-hmm. compared to the money? <laughs> do, you, do you have any people accidentally didn't finish their jobs making the Hoover Dam? Just so many oops a daisies trying to do an engineering marvel with the you know you know we need you to climb up eight hundred stories with cement on your back oops a daisy oh I didn't make it oh sorry why is the word daisy part of it I don't I don't know I were What's daisy's got to do yeah, with it oops a daisy oops a daisy oops I mean maybe is it just the sound. Yeah. Was it was the daisy like the original indicator of a mistake? Like, was there a serial killer <laughs> in like mm. the 17th century?
3: <laughs> pushing daisies. I yeah, pushing pushing push up the daisies. Yeah. You push up the
1: daisies it was a sign of death. Yeah. So you know he would like, you know, like he, maybe he wasn't actually a serial killer. He was like just stalk people and like maybe made it look like accidents. Yeah. Like people were like, like maybe cleaning windows in an unsafe fashion. Yeah. And he just gave him a little Alice Fra-
0: Alice Fraser style. Oopsie daisy! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's a child called Daisy who was fell there, over uh, on there, a banana skin. There, like an old,
1: Was there like an old Grimm's fairy tale? Yeah. Mm. Then the oopsie daisy would come for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's the name of a monster, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the oopsie daisy. The one haunting you Yeah.
0: and your every mistake, blame it on him. It wasn't me. Yeah. It was the oopsie daisy. <laughs> and it's not by chance that you've come across that idea on Friday the 13th. Oh. Does he die? Does he die? Oh, he does, and it was an oop Daisy. da <laughs> oh, Thank God it's Friday. He lives. I got it. <laughs> uh, Andrew says he, he thought you died. Oh, I, I think, totally that's, un, I think that's, that's unfair. Totally fair. Oh. Totally fair. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: but also, you
1: know, you come in here and give us a credit. <laughs> yeah. See how much essay form you can bring to weird sounds people decide to stick in the
0: wheel. Now, some
1: say I'll tell you what the Upside yeah. was was yeah. Emma writing Upside Daisy. Yeah. Yeah. Did- no,
0: I I, I think have succeeded because I, I think the idea of a monster called the Upside oh, yeah, is yeah, just yeah. A, a, bo- a book that needs to be written. Mm. Uh, now we we have uh, the still living Tommy Dean, Alice Fraser, and Lizzie who here now. Some say the current election slogans are, are not very inspiring and, and nowhere near as good as previous campaigns, such as the Liberals' Turn on the Lights and Labour's Kevin 07, <laughs> which had the advantage, after all, of a good rhyme. What are the slogans you'd suggest for next week's election? Alice Fraser.
2: Well, I think the problem with slogans is that they do have to rhyme to be catchy, but then if they rhyme, they're often sort of vacuous or inane. Mm.
0: Yeah, mm. Kevin I uh, So something yeah. like,
2: yeah, vote for me, the winner I'll be. At, <laughs> which is, I think, good because it's a tautology. It, it's self-fulfilling. It's completely circular and it promises nothing, which I think is all the things that you want in a campaign slogan.
0: So vote for a PM who's not lazy... Vote one for the monster called Whoopsadaisy. Yeah,
2: it
3: does. <laughs>
0: that worked. That worked. That worked. Lizzie, who? What, what, um, what are the better slogans?
3: Well, I've got uh, like a famous slogan and I've just reworked it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are some things money can't buy, but for everything else, just steal it because nobody has any money. Hmm.
0: <laughs> That's, That's fine. realistic. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Really
1: tough to get that really, on a button. Yeah, yeah. I don't
3: know. And then uh, I don't know
1: if it's going to inspire people. It's not going to
3: inspire. But I've got another one. Do you remember the Cover Girl Easy Breezy Cover yeah. Girl Easy Breezy Albanese? <laughs> Does that work? Well, yeah. the liberals are <laughs> they're
0: already offering. It's not going to be easy with Albanese. Yeah. So they've already, they've oh, already they've copyrighted already the
3: rhyme. Got, oh gosh! Um, can't you um, easily
1: steal that right back? It will be easy with
0: Albanese.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You Albert, no, won't.
1: Yes, it will. No, won't.
0: Yes, it
3: will. Albanese for world PC.
0: That... <laughs> oh, Albanese. <laughs> no, because uh, yeah, Albanese's two PC.
3: Oh,
1: Albanese yeah. two PC. <laughs> Tommy Wager Uh I think I think it's we're at a, such a cynical time in world politics mm. that I think they should lean into it. Mm-hmm. You know, vote for us. Why not? <laughs> Why not?
0: Why yeah. not? Yeah, give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. Could it Could it be any worse? Yeah. yeah. Well, Mr. Morrison basically offered today, uh, he distanced himself from himself. Yes. He said, yes. He said mm. uh, I'm going to change. I'm going to change. I, I used to be bulldozed, but I'm not going to be anymore. No, I'm going to be oh a front
1: end loader. Yeah, yeah. I used to be I squash uh. stuff and just kind of pushed it forward, but now I'm going to lift it up and move it over there. Forklift. Yeah, forklift. I'm a forklift. I'm a forklifter. That's what I am now. Uh, we talked about this last week, didn't we? The did love of tractors. That's right. It's
0: the, 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 he's the, really bought into tractor porn. It's a lovely yeah. joining <laughs> point of Australian politics and British politics. Uh, it's suddenly... really hard.
1: I just think it would be so hard because I like I,
0: even with part with mandatory, you know, vote because you know you have to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Austri- Americans just can't believe that we've got compulsory compulsory, but you've got to vote.
1: But you yeah. know what's funny is here you have to vote, and then you have to put up a vote. You know, it still happens. And what's weird to me, though, is regardless, it still is always about the same. Like, it's about 52, 48. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, all of life is 52, 48. Yeah. It's all
0: in that 4%. Yeah.
1: It's like, how does that happen all the time?
0: Because they get to decide. The people who know least about it get to decide. But luckily, they're quite wise. Because <laughs> the, less, the less you know about politics, the more sensible you are. Yeah. Uh, you think about the people that you know who know the most about politics, right? The people who think about it all the time. All the time. Whatever side they're on, left or right, they are all insane. Insane. So therefore, (laughs) conversely, the less you know, the more wise you are. And that is what I have been trying to show (laughs) you for the
1: last 15 years on this program. Alice Fraser.
2: Oh, I mean this is the thing about Americans. They say, Oh, I can't believe it, you don't have any freedom, you're forced to vote and I you know, I say, Well yeah, yes, I'm forced to vote and you're not forced to vote but on the other hand you're forced to pay sixteen million dollars to have a baby in a hospital so <laughs>
0: Yeah, what would you rather uh, who's do? Who's the
2: free one now?
0: Go, go, go and I get say. a sausage on a Saturday morning <laughs> or pay $16,000. Uh, exactly. Uh, now, a handful of schools are testing new hours with before and after school, homework clubs, sporting practice to better suit parents and students, they say. How would you have reconfigured the school day and all its complexity to better suit your interests growing up? Lizzie, who?
3: Oh, well, um, I think for me, I used to work at a coffee shop Many years ago, and my favorite shift was six in the morning to 11. <laughs> so, I, I'm proposing that I would get to school at six o'clock, do my schoolwork till 11, and then I'd see you later, mm-hmm. have the rest of the day free. Okay, mm. six
0: to 11, that's where everyone comes in and gets their coffees. And the, yep. uh, yeah,
3: yeah, and the, did that, you
0: make the coffees?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, I made the coffee. Were you any good? Yeah, I could do a fern leaf.
0: Really? Back in the day. Really?
3: That was when the fern leaf just started. That's right. <laughs> did the your coffee
1: I could do it in the cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: good. Yeah. My boss though, she could double fern leaf both hands at oh, the same time. That's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, that was exceptional. Did
0: you did it did your coffee taste like your brother's leftover trout water? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, it didn't. You know what I asked him, um, what did you do with the dead trout? Because he probably he had about 30, 40 dead trout. And I just messaged him and said, what did you do with the trout? He wrote back one word, bin.
0: Bin. Oh, can, can you imagine? It, do we know, do we know why? Why did they die?
3: Because it just wasn't the right environment for them. Yeah, I don't know A, if you know anything about trout, pool.
1: <laughs> but they, unlike goldfish, like to go places. Uh-huh. Yeah. Trout, trout are very ambitious fish. Uh-huh. You know, they live in... And long like they're a creek fish. You know, so they don't yeah. like still water. No, they don't like still water. You know what else they don't like? Floaty toys. <laughs> <laughs> it drives them mad. A
3: pool pony. <laughs> <laughs> Just drive them
1: crazy. Oh.
0: Can't a... stand it. And the smell of barbecues.
3: What?
2: <laughs>
0: Alice Fraser, how would you reconfigure the school day to better suit your interests?
2: I mean, more walking breaks. I think I work best when I'm sort of, I sit down, I work intensely hard for like 40 minutes and then I go for a little walk. That's my, that's my so I, I think that's, I mean, the whole idea of the school day as it is now is just weirdly configured around the factory working day, the industrial revolution, which is no longer how people work. But also I don't think it necessarily should be aligned to like horrifying office hours either because they're horrendous.
0: But if you let kids go walkies whenever they wanted to go walkies, they'd just, you'd have no one in the class, would you? Yep. <laughs>
2: yep. <laughs> Again, I fail to see the problem here. <laughs>
0: Tommy, how would you reconfigure the day?
1: Uh, I think the mistake that we're making is we're not showing them the reality of the world enough. Uh, it's too routine. Mm-hmm. It's too much the same. You're going to be at school at 8 and you're going to be done at 3 and there'll be a couple of breaks in between. Not, I think have got to put them on shift work. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Like the real world Like the real world I think you should do a week You know The hours that you know And uh, then Throw them into the midnight to six <laughs> Show them <laughs> what that's all about mm-hmm. And then Have like a wildcat strike mm. There's like three days where They don't go at all mm. And then they have to And then they have to like You know Shift change Like maybe like Half the kids are on night shift And the other kids are on day shift And
0: then they You know They need to switch it up For school sport Yeah
1: You know I've got a game on Saturday But I'm on night shift Well you're going to have to
0: work it out mm. Talk to well, Sally You're paying them The minimum uh, Touch shop money yeah, yeah, we still get a point five penalty on weekends. Get three percent less every year. Yeah, well, the real no, spending. Yeah,
1: real spending, mm-hmm. and then occasionally, you know, they have to do a, a stint in the in the in the in the what's the word for the hospital in schools? The oh, sick bay. The sick bay. The sick bay. Yeah, you got to do a stint in the great isn't it? sick bay. Sick bay. <laughs> 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 just a reminder. that It's about you know your fellow citizens. You know, but just, it's too routine. I think it's too routine. The world is not. Does just school routine. still have a nurse? Does school still have a sick bay? Yeah. I haven't, I don't,
0: I hope so. Um, yeah, they
3: must. They Officers must. have sick bays. Do they? Yeah, you can go and have a little nap.
0: Can you? Mm. I don't know. That, that's available to us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I... You
3: don't have a sick
2: bay at the ABC. <laughs>
0: do you have a, do schools have a sick bay, Alice?
2: I mean, they do, but they've, they've got stricter rules about touching the children and stuff. You have to have other people in there witnessing uh, things. Right. Yeah. So you just don't uh, yeah, have I'm one
0: not... stern-faced nurse saying, that knee is just bleeding a little, get on out there again. <laughs> mm. we yeah, no, it's more, it's more
2: collaborative, more group sort of... Um, Jury duty, they say, oh, it looks like seven out of ten people agree that your knee looks bad, and uh, <laughs> then, then you get sent back into class. I used to skip out of class at school and go and read in the library, which I feel is mm. like co- simultaneously the most rebellious and the most nerdy thing anyone could ever do. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> the, the rebellious nerd. The Alice Fraser story. It's yeah, a new a memoir.
1: I think that's the key because you know, I, kids ultimately end up learning heaps of stuff that isn't from school. Yeah. Mm. You know, and there's it's, over time, it's changed. But now, you know, YouTube lessons. You know, there's so many things online that they learn from things that whatever they're interested in, no matter what you're interested in, there's what you're interested in, and there's tangents to it that you need to drive that interest. And all of that learning just happens naturally.
0: Okay, but don't you have to be forced to learn about stuff that you're not naturally interested in so that you have at least a smattering of understanding yeah, of arithmetic, have, Yeah, because for that's
1: instance. what squeezes you out. You have to be at least aware that you're supposed to be learning. <laughs> so, yeah, you need some basics. But,
0: but I think you, but I need you, a little you,
1: bit too much is what I'm saying.
0: So the basics are all dealt with in primary school, and then high school is just this sort of free-for-all YouTube session, is it?
1: That, I think that would be great. <laughs> And they they should all do reports on what they've learned <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah, I, I makeup tutorials. Makeup tutorials? <laughs> sourdough bread? Yeah. <laughs> car maintenance? All the classics. Mm. Woodworking? Mm. How to put
0: a bunch of colored pencils together and then make a bowl? <laughs>
1: what? Yeah. What? Yeah. What?
2: Yeah.
0: That's education, Alice.
2: <laughs> well, I'm th- I'm obviously thinking about this now that I have a baby and I want to keep touring and so I'm trying to figure out how I create sort of like a cooperative traveling circus school because I don't want to homeschool because they end up, you know, maybe sometimes a little under-socialized. You have to work really hard. But also I don't want to have putting my kid in and out of schools as I travel around because then they'll end up very lonely and, like, afraid of connecting with people in a deep and, and meaningful way. I have a few friends who are like military yeah. kids and they have difficult they're very charming but they find it difficult to like really connect because well, they, they worry you know, about know the, tra-
0: Tragically they end up li- reading on their own in the library. Imagine, <laughs> imagine <laughs> something that bad.
2: <laughs> Is there still school so I'm, for I'm, the I'm air? I'm trying to gather a gang of, of female comedians who've just had babies uh, and I'm trying to like make us into like a, a little travelling circus
0: school. Gee that would be good. You have a kind of kitted out bus ride right, that goes mm. on the road with you that's basically a a kindergarten on wheels.
2: Essentially, yes. I, I figure if we can all go to like many of the same festivals, we can figure it out. Okay, Lizzie, and, and Lizzie, and then,
0: Lizzie, are, Lizzie are you on board? I'm Alice's bus? And
2: Alice, there are plenty of
3: comedians who used to be school teachers who could work yes. during the day uh-huh. mm-hmm. and teach their kids and then perform at night
0: because they yep, wouldn't be exhausted the by No, then.
3: they they'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Teachers don't work hard. I'm joking.
0: <laughs> I think that bus sounds terrific. And mm. uh, who were the winners and losers of this week, Tommy Dean? Look, uh,
1: it was yesterday, but I didn't have this forum yesterday and I would just like to once again call out the hardest working people in the world and that is of course the nurses. The International Nurses Day that's was right. yesterday, and what a glorious bunch of people. There's not a greater, more empathetic group of people that hate you more than anyone, <laughs> than nurses. And they that's thats their greatest,
0: greatest It's Florence Nightingale's birthday. That's why that is Nurses Day, right? Yep. I you, guess, didn't, sure. you didn't know that, Yeah,
1: it's true. that's true. They, I'm it should be a whole week. Mm. It should be Nurses Week, and we should make him work every day of it.
0: Do you know why I know that? Because on radio you often, you often look what day it is. Because sometimes there's an interesting thing. I looked at I looked at what day it was. And it said International Nurses Day. I thought that's interesting. And then a bit later on in the same list of things, it's uh, it's uh, it's Florence Nightingale's birthday. And I said, isn't it interesting? Oh, what an odd thing that they're both on the same day. <laughs> what a coincidence! <laughs> what a coincidence! And then, thought, and, then day, and then quite rapidly put it together. Quite rapidly, I realised I was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to, no, good to glorious, know. glorious, glorious people. So they're the winners. Who are the losers? Losers are society who
1: refuse to respect their nurses and pay them properly. Yeah. please pay them properly because they're so cranky. <laughs> <laughs> who are the winners and oh, losers? Lizzie,
3: winner for me. Uh, it's tomorrow actually when the sun comes out in Sydney.
0: Yes. I Check the weather, Finally. the sun is
3: coming out, they're the winners, and the losers, I think... Are the
0: sun will come out tomorrow. That's it, my favourite musical That's right. Kid. I love See, that. Annie Annie yeah. was basically a predictive Graham Creed-style weather <laughs> forecast yeah. delivered in 1972. Yeah. And, and a uh,
1: reminder that kids will learn no matter what the situation.
3: They will. And the losers for me are anyone who doesn't come to my show, so...
0: Oh, <laughs> and that is so many... So many losers.
3: So
0: many people. (laughs) On at, it's called Who Cares? Of course it's called Who Cares? Uh, Lizzie Who, the factory theatre tonight until Sunday. Who were the winners and losers of the week? Alice?
2: Uh, The loser of the week for me was the Australian people having to receive these, like, really annoying spam phone calls from candidates trying to get them to vote for them. I just, just now at this point, I refuse to pick up my phone, even if I recognise the name on the screen, because I'm worried that it's like a, a trick. It says it's my dad, but I'm, I'm suspicious that it's Clive Palmer trying to do something. Well, so dodgy. your dad,
0: your dad might have suddenly decided to run for election.
2: At this point, yes, almost certainly, and it's it's just disheartening. So I feel like the loser of the week is anyone who has a phone, uh, and the winner of the week, weirdly, is people who used to study law. Following the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case, because then they get to say uh, smart sounding things to their dumb friends <laughs> about this uh, <laughs> pop culture court case.
0: Is it worth six years of study just in order to be able to do that? <laughs> yes. If I had a time machine, I'd do it. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, please thank Tommy Dean, Alice Fraser, and Lizzie Who for Thank God It's Friday. Remember to go and see Lizzie's show on at the Factory Theatre or whip over to Perth and see Alice tonight. Uh, Next week, we'll be at the Parramatta Riverside Theatre with Tommy Dean, Ivan Arisqueta and Heidi Regan. Music from Colin Buchanan. Until then, I'm Richard Glover. And thank God it's Friday. good day, Z. (laughs) We are.